Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Back Porch Writer Podcast, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. It's live, fun, and informative. Each week, I chat with writers, editors, and industry pros to give you and me a heads up about this whole new awesome publishing world. Back Porch Writer is about creating the life that you want through writing and publishing. Are you ready to tap submit? Let's explore the possibilities together. Welcome to Back Porch Writer. Welcome to Back Porch Writer, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. I'm your host, Corey Miller, and today is June 28, 2016. And today my guest is Honoré Corder. She's a best-selling author and executive business coach, which, you know, that's kind of cool. And she combines her business acumen and 12 years of self-publishing experience to provide structure, strategy, and accountability to individuals who want to elevate their platform and create multiple streams of income from publishing their own books. But that's not exactly why she's here today. Today, I asked Honoré to come on to the program so we could talk from the perspective of an introvert. Many of you who listen to the program realize that I'm an introvert. Lots of authors are introverted. And on top of that, some of us are a little bit shy. So it's challenging to come out of our shells and do the things that we need to do, that we know we need to do, in order to move things forward in our writing careers. Now, we're lucky here because Honoré has written a book called Prosperity for Writers, And so we'll probably talk a little bit about that, too. But our our main focus is going to be introverts and strategies for introverts of how you can come out of your shell. You know, real things that you can do um, that aren't terrifying (laughs) to to get out there and be able to market your book. And maybe it comes down to thinking about marketing your book in a slightly different way. I don't know. Let's bring on Honoré and see what she has to say about all of this. Welcome to Back Porch Rider, Honoré. Good morning. So nice to be with you. And by the way, they're going to be terrifying a little bit. Come on. <laughs> We're no, introverts. No. We want to stay home. We want to stay home. Yes. <laughs> Come on. I have to tell the truth, but it's okay. It's going to be okay. It's, it's You're terrified for no reason. That's all. <laughs> We're going to start with that. <laughs> right. Right. I'll keep telling myself that. Go on. <laughs> yes. 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 So, Honoré, before we dive right in, I said a little bit about you, but what other really important things should the audience know about you and what you do? Oh, gosh, I don't know if they're important or not, but I am a, what you said. I, I've been an executive business coach for more years than I care to cop to, and, and I've been self-publishing for um, – what year is it? 2016. So I started, I, I published my first book, which all copies of it have been burned, but in 2004, um, it was just awful. <laughs> so I was cold. So I had a bonfire and then I republished it with some, some professionalism. <laughs> and so I have combined those two skills, the business and executive coaching skills and the self-publishing skills. And now I work with about a half dozen people to help them bring their books to life. So how how can you help an introvert? I, I thought I heard you just say that you're an introvert. Do you consider yourself an introvert? 
Oh, absolutely. So I understand an introvert to be someone who recharges in private, whereas an extrovert is someone who recharges around people. And so it's not whether Mm -hmm. you like people or not, or you feel comfortable, or you feel like you can chat someone up, or you can even walk into a room full of strangers, which by the way, who wants to do that? My husband and I were invited to a 4th of July party where we literally would know only the host. And my husband's like, woohoo, right? Because he's never met a stranger. (laughs) And we'll actually leave the house to go be around people. Like if he's working, he wants to go, he has an office, but when he, when he was in between businesses, he would go to Starbucks and take his computer on purpose <laughs> to meet people. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, no, 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 please. Um, so yes, I, I absolutely consider myself an introvert and I love people. So there's a conundrum there that I've had to figure out. Absolutely. And so how have I would you figured I'm that sure, out? How did I figure out that I was an introvert or how did I figure out how no, to navigate how did navigate you figure people? out how to get through it? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I had a, a realization at some point that as much as I didn't want to go do something, there were some command performances. And once I was there, I was having a good time. And then when I would come home, I would be bloody exhausted. But I still had a good time. And so I, re- I learned to recognize a few things, right? How to start a conversation and make a friend because the, that room full of strangers could be a room full of friends at some point. You can make your own cheers and then it's not so overwhelming. And then I also mm-hmm. um, recognized that I needed for every, you know, every hour of people time, I need, you know, 64, maybe 65 hours of quiet time. I'm, I'm not being <laughs> totally serious. But I learned it. I, you know, it's like a three day conference for me is like, Oh no, Mm-mm. no, you'll find me hiding in my room <laughs> for a good bit of it. Just so that I, just so that I'm not like all of a sudden I'm done. I think people will, introverts especially will recognize that there's a moment where they're okay. And then there's a moment where they're done. And I don't want to be in a room yep. full of people when I'm done. And so then I'm just like, right. there's my bag. I have to go. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I completely relate. I was in training and development for 10 years before I started my own business um, 13 Mm -hmm. years ago. Uh, But in any case, same thing. I traveled all over the place. I did a lot of public speaking, and people would want to engage with me after I did all of my speaking. Right. Oh, dude, I'm so tired. I really just can't even say anything else. (laughs) Well, there was always the dinner. There's always the dinner or the party after. And it's like, no, 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 right, that's, I right. order pizza. It comes to my room. There are pajamas involved. What is this party that you're speaking of? I get my no, no, out. No. I just sit in bed. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. I did that yes. a lot. We are, we are cut from the same cloth for sure. So what strategies do you have for, because you've clearly been able to navigate this. So what strategies can you offer to other introverts to help them navigate through this and, and, be able to market themselves and their books a little better. Right. So I think the first thing is just, is kind of a taking a step back and recognizing about yourself that you need to be recharged and a, and a whole person before you go to an event. So do whatever that is that fills you up. So it's a meditation. It's a day of quiet. It's reading, but you know, Netflix binging, whatever will fill you up so that you can have the reserve in your battery to deal with people. That's the first thing. Then the second thing is a mindset issue. Like I said before, all of the people that are strangers can eventually be your friends. So you're not looking to turn the whole room into your friends, into friends. What I do is I figure out who's going to be somewhere 
and I connect with them before the event and say, hey, let's, let's have some time where we can spend one-on-one -on -one because one-on-one -on -one fills my cup. I love a one-on-one. -on -one. A one-on-300, mm -hmm. not so much. But a one-on-one. -on -one. So if I can, <laughs> if I can know that I'm going to meet someone, <laughs> if I can know I'm going to meet someone and connect with them, that actually is kind of filling my cup while my cup is being emptied, right? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm kind of keeping. It's like you know, keeping your computer charging while you're working on it. <laughs> mm -hmm, <laughs> you're foiling mm -hmm. the battery, foiling the battery. And so then, for me, I just, I've learned how to start conversations, and the best way to start a conversation is to have some prepared questions. So who are you? What brings you here? Why did you come to where we are? I was just literally at a conference last week, and there were a lot of people that I didn't know, and they didn't know me, which was kind of great, right? So I could ask a whole ton of questions. They weren't wanting to ask me a bunch of questions. And so I got to know people because I, and I call them my W questions. There's a W questions and then the H. So who are you? Where are you from? Why did you come here? What do you want out of the event? What are you working on right now? If, if we get into a deeper conversation, it's what's keeping you up at night. And then the H question, which is how can I help? Mm -hmm, and just mm -hmm. asking those questions to, of people we... and getting them talking. Before we go on though, you touched on something. You said, you know, before you go to an event, you might touch base with someone you know is going to go to that event. Now, okay, that's great, but there are those of us who not only are introverted, we're a bit shy. So what suggestion or advice can you give someone who they, they struggle with even making that call, making that connection? Even though they know that it would be a good idea, they should. How do they overcome the because there's some fear involved in reaching out to somebody that they don't know? Well, put yourself in the position of the person who's being reached out to. And so it's not that they're the big, scary person who doesn't want to hear from you. 50-50, they're going to be an introvert, too, and be happy to hear from you. 50-50, they're going to be an extrovert and be happy to hear from you and delighted to meet you. And then they're going to be the person that you can hang with because they're going to do all the gripping and grinning <laughs> right? They're going to be like, come with me. We're going to go to this thing. And you just tag along with them and let them pave the way. Especially if they're, so, they happen to be an oh, extrovert in that 50-50 scenario. <laughs> right. It, right. It, if they're the extrovert, then you won the lottery. You've won the networking lottery because they're just going to bring you along and introduce you to people and tell people all about you. And then everybody's going to have a group hug at the end, which is also right terrifying. But um, I've learned to, <laughs> I've learned to just be open and to know myself, fill myself up, go into the event, meet some people, listen. And then when I start to feel my battery going low, oh, I have a call. I've got to go back to my room for a little while. It's just knowing yourself and honoring yourself and being unapologetic about it. I used to, what would they think if I'm not in the room? And, and I read something the other day that in your 20s, you spend a lot of time worrying about what other people think. And in your 30s, um, you realize maybe they're not thinking about you. And in your 40s and beyond, you realize they weren't ever thinking about you at all. <laughs> if you can get to, yeah, if you can get to that place where you realize no one's going to notice you're not in the room unless, unless like what happened to me last week, someone said my name from the stage and they wanted to bring me up there and I wasn't there. So then it was, where were you? I, I, I clearly wasn't here. <laughs> like, surprise, I wasn't in the room. So, it, so just don't get, don't get your name called. But I think uh -huh. reaching out to someone, just one person, just do it one time and see what happens. 
this is building the muscle, going to the gym is lifting the five pound weight and it feels like the most you could ever lift. And eventually you're lifting very heavy weights. So the next time you're going to go to an event or a conference or a training, reach out to someone who you know will be there, do a little recon and just reach out and say, hey, you know, I've been wanting to meet you. I looked, I, you know, I looked up who was going to the event. You look like a cool person. I just want to make sure we get a chance to say hi to each other at the event. No one is going to write you back and go, are you serious? How, who does that? How, how awful? You must be all an awful, just an awful person. What were you thinking? As you try something and you build the muscle, right? No one's going to go, your book is terrible and you're ugly. No one's going to say that because we live in a polite, fake society where everyone tells you you're awesome to your face and then says it behind your back. So who cares? But but just reach out, reach out, take, take, take a leap. Like all the good things are on the other side of this fear that you are, that you have because you're an introvert and it really is going to be okay. And I have met some of my most cherished and dear friends at events that I didn't want to go to and would have stayed Mm -hmm. home if Mm -hmm. given the option. Mm -hmm. And I shudder to think Mm -hmm. about, what my life would be like if I hadn't gone on that blind date with my husband or Mm. gone to that writer's conference with a whole bunch of introverts. And by the third day we were like hanging out and doing writing together and and it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you will miss by not going, but I encourage you to go anyway. And that's, that's not a, that's not a tool. That's more of a mindset, a mindset strategy. Right. Right. Years ago, when I started in training development, I had to go to a lot of conferences for my career that I was in. Yeah. And I actually picked up a book that was about network, how to work a room, how to network in a room, all mm-hmm. of that stuff, because mm-hmm. I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified mm-hmm. to do this. But a lot of things yeah. have not changed. A lot of the advice that I read way back then is the same stuff that we're talking about right now. And it's the, you know, those conferences are awesome because you do have a good idea of who's showing up at those conferences. Some of them give you a list of people who have registered, which is right, awesome. Right. Um, and yeah. just up. So things haven't changed. And it's, it's just a matter of looking at the odds. What are the odds that they're going to be a jerk to you? Probably pretty low. <laughs> so go ahead and get over really it. Really low. Everyone is now, as nervous and worried as you are. And it, so, and people are people. As much as we are technologically connected, we are still people. There has, has been, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, no chip we've installed into our brains to make us less human, less feeling. Remember that every single person you meet is a person. And no matter how accomplished they are or are not, they have the same fears behind the scenes. Some people are just better at not talking about it or hiding it than others. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I mentioned in, in the beginning, in the intro, that you've written a book called Prosperity for Writers. So I wanted to touch on that just a little bit so people know uh, from where you're coming a little bit here. So can you tell me a little bit about the book? Yeah, so Prosperity for Writers was written when I went to my very first writers conference. I went in search of my people and I found them. And one of the things that I heard was that a lot of the writers in that room and a lot of writers, period, I I discovered in the process of writing the book really believe in the starving artist mindset. That if you're a writer, that's your art and people who make art don't make money. And even if they do, they're so rare it's not even worth trying. 
And so they just hold that basic belief. Well, if you hold a basic belief, then that's what you're going to live into. Whatever you believe becomes your reality. And so I wrote the book that shatters the belief that writers don't make any money because I'm a writer. I make money. And I wasn't a writer, writer. Like I'm listening to Stephen King's on writing. Like that guy started writing like young. I didn't think I was a writer until I'd written seven books because I wasn't in my head. I wasn't a writer. And so mm-hmm. I take the, I, 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 and I focus solely on the money piece of it. If you are a writer and you want to make money from your writing, then you have to have the belief that you make money from your writing. And then I supply you with a whole bunch of other tips and tools and a, a way to develop a strategic plan so that you can earn an abundance of money as a writer. Now, you write primarily uh, nonfiction from when I was looking at your books and things. How does what you've written for Prosperity for Writers, how does that apply to people who write fiction? Well, I, I have lots of fiction friends. My, um, my author buddy, Brian Meeks, writes fiction and makes a living. He's the vagabond novelist. You can visit his blog, thevagabondnovelist.com. And it's building, uh, writing lots of books, don't write just one book that, I mean, God bless you if you can have that one book that makes you a zillion dollars. There's some guy right now, I think his name is Andy, who wrote one book and he's made a zillion dollars. And then, of course, there's Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, one book. But those are lightning strikes. Mm-hmm. Don't count on your book being mm-hmm. a lightning strike. So plan to write multiple books in a series, right, so people can follow along the story. What I know from being a reader is when I find an author I like, I want to read all of their books. And so I want to have somewhere to go. So plan to write multiple books and then find a way to develop a thousand true fans, a thousand people that will buy whatever you write, regardless of what it is. And that's worked for me. I I write books on divorce. I have a guy on my advanced reader team and he wrote me and said, I'm married 37 years and I'm happy. I'm not going to get divorced. Can I be an advanced reader for your divorce book? And I said, if you want to, if you want to write a review, (laughs) that's what you want. How cute is that, right? He lives in Germany. So um, you want people that for whom your work is their star. They love it. They will read anything. And your job is to simultaneously write books while you also are curating your list of fans. Now, you touched on that 1,000 fans number. I've heard that number before. I'm sure other people listening have heard that number. What do you think is the the best way – to really get those that readership to get to that magic number build your list do do what all the the successful writers are saying i'm not going to say anything that's earth shattering it's building your list have an aweber account have a giveaway of your first book for free give away two chapters of your book give away two chapters of your next book um Meet people. Tell everyone you know. Don't be shy. Post it on Facebook. I have a book. The thing is, is writers, we all know other writers and other authors. So to us, we're not a big deal. But to the whole rest of the world, authors are a big deal. So if you have a family, like my husband's family has more I mean, he doesn't have like one tree with lots of branches. I think they have a forest of people in their family. So we go to new family (laughs) reunions every year and I meet new people and I'm one of the authors in the family. There's somebody um, in one of the branches who writes, who wrote a fiction book, right? I'm the nonfiction writer in the family, but they just think it's kind of cool that they get to meet Mm -hmm, an author mm -hmm. and what is it like to write a book? And so go and, and talk to 
people. And then there are some, some um, I call it going ninja strategies that I have used because I was a, a no-name author. No one knew of me. I wasn't traditionally published. And so I started self-publishing at the time when self-publishing was for losers in the, in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. mid-2000s. And so I, w- I gave away my books. I would go into bookstores and leave my books where they would be if they were traditionally published just on the shelf. <laughs> I would leave them in coffee shops. I mean, you got to, you have to do what I call seeding the market. So I would leave them on airplanes and in airports and in doctor's offices and um, lending libraries, anywhere uh-huh. I could, anywhere I could leave a book, I would leave a book just to kind of prime the pump and get the word out about my, yeah. about my, my name, my brand and my books and have those books be willing to give them away when someone asks you what you do shamelessly say oh I am an author you do what do you write oh wait I happen to have one right here <laughs> right? Here, I'll sign it and give it to you <laughs> yeah here please take this and read it you just never know I mean I've I've had really wonderful conversations with people and encouraged author friends to do the same and some of them are horrified they're like oh on a regular way more outgoing than I am and I'm like oh contrary <laughs> I just Absolutely. Well, I think it takes, I believe it in takes my a little book. getting used to. <laughs> it does. The, uh, Again, people think authors like author are cool. People, yes. Well, you mm-hmm. you are a business person. You are not just a writer, um, you know, living life in absentia on your couch, you know, packing away. At some point, you have to leave your house. And when you leave your house, go to the local coffee shop and strike up a conversation with the barista. Chances are they are, and it's so funny, there's a gal who's at the coffee shop I've been going to for years. She makes sugar people. She makes people out of sugar and fondant. Mm -hmm. She's an artist. Mm -hmm. And so when she found out I was a writer, in her mind, I was an artist too. And so we became friends. And then she would make my, my coffee drinks extra special and told all the other baristas. And so when I went in... Now I'm, I found my people, but if you don't ever leave your house, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. don't have a chance of, of having those fortuitous moments where you're connecting with other people. So go to writers conferences, go to the smarter artist summit, um, go to the romance writers association events and connect with other people like you. And, and they can serve to be your mastermind group, your goal buddies, your accountability partners, and you can mm-hmm. cross promote other books, their books, and they can cross-promote your books. I mean, nothing is better than than right. um, watching two authors that are in the same genre, like, talk about each other's books. Because I can, if I sit here and I say, oh, yes, darling, my books are fabulous, and then I do a hair flip, you're like, wow, <laughs> she thinks a lot of herself. <laughs> but if someone else says, I'm fabulous, then that's third-party validation. And that's really what you're looking for. Right. Absolutely. Well, Honoré, so I, I have been in lots so of conversations. Sure, my <laughs> pleasure. I was just going to say I've been in lots of conversations where someone has said, "This is Honoré, and she writes books, and they've done the heavy lifting for me." Try to create <laughs> those relationships nice. as well, which is so <laughs> lovely. Yeah, so lovely and generous of people. So I want to thank you. I know we went a little bit over time. I promised you 15 or 20 minutes, but I appreciate all of your time and your wisdom and, and just words of wisdom for everybody that's listening to the show. Um, where can people find more information about you? Um, honorayquarter.com, and all of my books are on Amazon and in a seat back pocket near you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Honoré. 
You have a great day. Thank you for having me. You do the same. Thank you. So that is Honoree Quarter. If you've never met her before, well, now you have. She's pretty cool. Um, go check out her website, honoreequarter.com. She's got some great information over there. She's got some blog articles and things like that. Um, she's also connected with other authors like you might know uh, Hal Elrod, who's right, written the Morning Miracle series uh, of books. She's involved with that as well. So check out everything over there. Um, I have a few announcements for you. I do have openings, one opening left in August, and then I have openings in September. I haven't checked as far as October. But you can go over to backporttrainer.com and schedule a time to be on the show. Just Calendly logo that's on the guest spots page, and you'll be able to get right onto the show. A couple other things I want to let you know. I came across this interesting contest going on through Listen Up Audiobooks. It, they're doing a Declaration of Independence audiobook contest. You can check it out over on listenupindy.pub, P-U-B, and find out more information about that. The deadline is July 4th to submit your manuscript. So check it out if you're interested in possibly getting your book put into an audiobook format. Sounds pretty cool, actually. Um, I think that's it for announcements. Oh, one more thing very quickly. I did uh, get one of my acceptance uh, letters back from graduate school, so I will be going to graduate school this fall, which I'm very excited about. And <clears throat> excuse me. And so that means there may be a few changes coming to the show. It'll still be on Tuesdays, still be at 9:30. The one change I'm anticipating is that some of them may not be live. Some of them might have to be recorded, pre-recorded, um, just because of my schedule possibly changing with graduate school. So I'm very excited about that. I'll be studying educational psychology, which is something that I took a few grad courses in in college years ago and really enjoyed. And I'll be focusing on educational psychology, human learning, and applied behavioral analysis. So some of you who know me know I love body language and reading body language and learning about that. So I figured, oh, this would be a good way to bring some of that in, along with the habit formation stuff that I love talking about and learning about and sharing with others. So that's what's going on with me. Hope all is well in your world. Have a great remainder to the week, and I'll be right back here next Tuesday at 9.30 a.m. Central Daylight Time. Until next time, pull the chair, sit a spell, and write. Thanks for listening to Back Porch Writer. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe via iTunes so people just like you can find the show. If you've got comments, questions, or want to be a guest, visit BackPorchWriter.com for details. I'm your host, Corey Miller. Until next time, pull the chair, sit a spell, and write. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.